Welcome aboard, everyone. This is Joe Public. You're listening to The Public Record here on Radio Nope. Hit the button late, because I was fooling around with something. I don't, I don't know why I do that. Like, I know. I'm lo- I actually have this giant digital clock that tells me when it's time to go live, and I've got it right in front of my eyeballs, and then I opened a window of a totally other thing and couldn't see it. And then I realized, wait a minute, I can't see the clock. <sighs> not, I'm not smart. I'm not. No matter what anybody else tells you, I'm not. I just, it's, no. However, thank you for tuning in. I'm here. It's 1991 again. Ladies and gents, we are, uh, we are going to travel through the mists of time back to the, the, the dawn of plaid. <laughs> the dawn of plaid. Ah, <laughs> uh, I crack me up. Okay, so oddly enough, posted about the fact that I was going to be on the air tonight, that I was continuing the ninety-one thing. I got a request, so that's what I have to play first. That's what I'm going to do. And the cool thing is, it wasn't a thing that was on my list to begin with. So this is cool. I got new stuff. I'm going to play stuff. So thank you, Alex, for the request. If you're listening, if you're not listening, well. I don't know why I did this. Other other than that, yeah, this is a good song, and I should have had it on the list to begin with. This is Ned's Atomic Dustbin.
my love Too sexy for my love Love's going to leave me this song and you will too radio nope
Thank you for tuning in to the public record. 
Good night. No. Um, that was Boys to Men. I, I'm sure you have no idea that it, that was Boys to Men, considering they said Boys to Men like a thousand times in that song. And I used to, I hate, I'd put in the chat, I used to hate that song. Hate that song. Now I kind of like it, and I like it because uh, there was a like a barbershop version thing of it that they did on Always Sunny in Philadelphia that was so freaking hilarious I couldn't even stand it, like most things on that show. And uh, yeah, so now that song reminds me of Always Sunny, and I love Always Sunny, so I love that song. Also, it's, it's not that terrible. It's not as awful as I remember, which is weird. I guess that's not that weird. I I did the I do this with music. So like when I was in high school, I hated Journey. Like hated Journey. All things Journey made me scream. Um, I saw them too many times live. Their music was played everywhere I went, uh, and I just I hated them. Like I had I had I had a friend who saw Steve Perry in San Francisco one time, and when she told me about it, all I could think about was, did you run over him? And <laughs> and that's horrible. I'm a horrible human being because the first thing I thought of was we could just end this problem right now. Uh, yeah. So I then like, uh, I think it was probably circa about like 1996, 97. And I would spend lots of time in used record stores buying vinyl. And I came across Infinity. Journey album, and I went, hmm, I used to own this years ago. This is a dollar. I'm buying it. And I bought it, and I took it home, and I listened to it over and over and over again, and I loved it. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Is this like a nostalgia thing? Am I being overwhelmed with nostalgia for stuff I didn't like when it was current? And the next time I was in the store, I'm flipping, da, 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 I'm flipping through the stacks, and oh, escape. Okay, and I flip, take, decide I'm going to buy that. Yep. Oh, evolution. Yeah, I'm going to get that one too. I ended up buying all the journey. I have all the journey albums that go from like their first album up through escape. Actually, did I do? Yeah, all the way through frontiers. So the record after escape, I bought all of them, and. <laughs> like listen to them way too much it was so yeah i'm i'm capable uh anyway before boys to men color me bad with i want to sex you up i never disliked that song at all actually i really like that song um it's a cool dance song like if you're in a nightclub dancing or a bar and people start dancing and that comes on that's a that's a good one it's a good one right said fred with i'm too sexy yeah i got no shame about that one just outright love that song and started us off with Ned's Atomic Dustbin with Gray Cell Green by request from Alex. Uh, hope he was on to hear it. Hope he was listening. If he's not, yeah, well, thanks, Alex. <sighs> it's it's now a cliche of this show that I say, wow, I've had quite a week and it's only Tuesday. I have had such a week. Like I'm, I'm like this is how much of a week I'm having. I'm, I'm getting annoyed at my mouth noises that I make on the microphone, right now. I know that I can do better than that. I've had training. 
and I'm not doing better because I don't give a fuck. I am so burnt out right now. And it's, it's so crazy. It's like every single thing that I think of that I need to do, I just go, I turn into Roy Kent. I just go, fuck. That's what happens. That's like, that's been me since yesterday morning. Fuck. Yeah. <sighs> but I didn't bail on this show. I, I wasn't on last week. Had to do a rerun. Stuff came up. Um, but yeah, whoa, uh, maybe get into it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want to hear? Do you want to hear me talk? You want to hear me talk? You want to hear music? You probably want to hear music. I'm going to tell you a thing about music, um, from 1991. The next song I'm going to play, I kid you not. If somebody asks me, what's the thing you remember the most musically from 1991? This is what I say, and that's wrong. It should be Nirvana. It should be the Pixies. Those are the right answers. This is the wrong answer. It is unfortunately, my friends, my answer. And I'm sorry. Oh, dear. Look what I've done. I've pushed the button and not had the channel thingy. That was so dramatic. It would have been like a perfect segue of just talking and then the music but I had now I had a rewind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ninety one. Yeah. This is the song. Sweat running all over my chest. I don't quit. No. I just press harder than I ever did before. Going for the dreams that I have in store in my mind. Know that I'm making it. I gotta get mine and nobody's taking it away. No, cause Hammer don't play that. You try to get mine, boy. You better step back, freeze. Cause you don't want none. I hustle for my muscle and you look weak, son. Yeah, I'm going for all that I can get. Kicking it at the top because I'm too legit to quit saying.
percolate the week daily. We make our moves to improve our groove because we love to rule when we play. Yo, work and play. We started at the bottom, now we lead the way. And yay, yay, I'm having a fit. Kicking it at the top because I'm too legit to quit signing. Your average everyday rap song. We won't be rocking bells that go with ding and a dong. The bass drum or hip won't be lingering on. Check out the way we kick it on the microphone. The funky beat is playing and we're swinging along. The underground is rocking with the hip hop song. The drums are ringing with the serious tone. The clock this, y'all. We're on the microphone at MCs. You like the way we swing? Yeah. Well, listen close and make sure you don't miss a thing. Don't you know that we're the musical magicians? Pleasing, teasing all your deepest intuitions, concepts, entertainment for the masses. Sometimes we rock it fast or kick it slow as molasses. Depending on the style that we choose to flex, we're like a network. You never know what's next. We rock for free. And benefits for students in classes on MTV Clowning with the humpy nose and glasses The funky beat is playing and we're swinging along The underground is rocking with the hip-hop song The funky drums is ringing with the serious tone The clock this, y'all We're on the microphone You like the way we swing? Yeah Uh, cause America Likes the way we swing MCs, you like the way we swing? I hope you do. 
Cause if you don't, it don't mean a thing See, we don't play for other hip-hop crews It's It ain't about, about you We're doing what we like to do We kick each other clap Bass clef, rhyme like, like I'm, I'm out of breath Fly from the right Kicking the death from the left We'll take a drum roll And put it under a rhyme Make it hit dead on time Like this You think that you're rocking But you're not hip-hopping So you best stop jocking at the masters MC You like the way we swing You like the way we swing Uh, cause America Loves the way we swing, swing. MCs, you like the way we swing Queen Latifah told you that you're nothing but an underlay Oh yeah, you better believe it, we're kicking it kinda cocky You can't deny it though, the drums is good and sloppy The funky beat is playing and we're swinging along The underground is rocking with the hip-hop song The funky drums is ringing with the serious tone A clock is y'all, we're on the microphone The MCs, you like the way we swing Yeah, cause America Likes the way we swing. Sorry, you're not coming off. You rhyme like a school teacher. I'm convincing as a preacher who smokes reefer. Why don't you give it up? Just put the mic down, little boy. You're a toy to the underground. The funky beat is playing and we're swinging along. The underground is rocking with the hip hop song. The funky drums is ringing with the serious tone. The clock is sharp. We're on the microphone. The MC. You like the way we swing Cause America Loves the way we swing I said America Loves the way we swing Yeah America Loves the way we swing They love the way we swing Listen close and make sure you don't miss a thing. Well, listen close and make sure you don't miss a thing.
and saddle geese. Thaddeus Q whistled belly the third here. Tough day working the railroads. Then kick back with a lukewarm rattle skull syllabub and turn your talking machines to nope. Radio nope, you loafing fap doodle loiter sack. It's all in my drawings.
Wow. <sighs> R.E.M. with Texarkana. Um, why is that song not called Catch Me If I Fall? <laughs> that's like a that's like a thing you do if you're in an uh, alternative band or college radio band. Oh, let's just give this song a name. Um, it's also a thing you do if you're Led Zeppelin. Um, just to be clear, definitely does not pass the um, Daryl Hall test because the Daryl Hall test says you got to put the name of the song in the lyrics and you got to repeat it like 18 times or 18,000 times at the end of the song. It's a songwriting rule, Daryl Hall. Before that, Matthew Sweet with Girlfriend, as noted in the chat, uh, featured track for every mixtape made by a Gen Xer in the 90s. <laughs> I laugh because it's true. Uh, Digital Underground before that with uh, The Way We Swing. That was actually from their debut EP, um, which is pretty killer. Um, I I've, When I was lining up tracks to play, when I decided, okay, I'm going to do 1991 uh, this month, and I was lining up tracks to play, I was like, oh, wow, Digital Underground released their first EP. And I listened to the whole EP, and I went, oh, I want to play all of this. Um, yeah kind of a little rabbit rabbity holy sort of thing that happened there and like i said at the top i played mc hammer too legit to quit too legit too legit to quit hey hey yeah i i um, i have memories <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say that i have memories and those memories go along with that song i can't help it it's not my fault <sighs> i mentioned i've had a week I have had a week. Uh, work? Yes. I think that's enough. I don't really... Does anybody really want to listen to me complain about my job? I mean, complaining is terrible anyway. Complaining is like there's a zero return on investment on complaining. And and if you're clever, if you're a clever Gen Xer, you just reframe it and say you're venting, right? Oh, I'm not complaining. I'm just venting. No, you're complaining. And yeah, I do it. I do it all the time. But I but I hate it. I hate that I do it because it's pointless. Where's it going to get me? <sighs> so that's why I do this. That's why I do this radio show. That's why I record music. Um, that's why I play in a dumb bar band. Uh, if my hip were doing better, I'd be out playing soccer. It's all of that stuff, right? You do all of that stuff and then you... Uh, you go, yeah, okay, I can put up with the BS. But otherwise, it's all just, it's just all BS, right? It's just 100% BS with no, no interruption. It's, it's 100% grim death, basically. Yes, I said grim death. Because it's, it's fucking true. It's absolutely fucking true. <sighs> Breathe. <laughs> and I'm laughing at the chat. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna play some. I'm gonna like go down the alternative avenue for a little while here. Um, because I because it needs to be done. Because '91 was the year of alternative, and and yeah, that's a construct. That's a construct of Spin and Rolling Stone magazine. Um, absolutely. It it's not that 
and some of some of it was organic, but some of it was totally manufactured and and just hyped to death. Um, because what was actually going on, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> pull the curtain aside. What was actually going on was radio stations desperately trying to avoid playing music by black people, which is what was actually selling records at that point. You know, everybody laughs like my friends. My my rock guy friends will always talk about, oh, yeah, Nirvana killed hair metal. No, they didn't. Guns N' Roses killed hair metal. And it, ha- it already happened like two years before. Um, being pretty and slightly effeminate whilst playing glam metal was over for a couple of reasons. It was over because everybody did too many power ballads and the world got sick of them. Um and then it was over because Guns N' Roses came out and they just went, hey, look at us. We are f- <laughs> welcome to frightening your parents again. And they killed it. Um, yeah, yeah, they totally, they, they put the knife in the heart of hair metal. And it was not Nirvana. And Nirvana didn't kill Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose killed Guns N' Roses by being a pompous piece of shit. Um, the what Nirvana did was create a great record and then a bandwagon on which a bunch of A&R people could jump and an excuse for popular music radio to avoid playing music by black people again um, because that's that's what was selling. You know, and, it, and the same thing has been going on in kind of a different way. It's not racially motivated, um, same thing has been going on for the last 10 years. Country music outsells everything in America right now. It's actually the only form of music that sells records anymore or sells sound files where people actually want to spend money to own that music. But commercial radio doesn't want to play it. Um, so, you know, it's it's this, this ghettoization and this like, you know, we talk about it in... Uh, uh, corporate speak is all about, you know, your um, uh, unconscious bias. You're supposed to be aware of your unconscious bias. And and yeah, corporate America is working really hard at fixing that. Uh, and I would argue in mostly superficial ways, but they are working hard at it, or at least making a noise about working hard at it. Um, but uh, music, radio, <laughs> what's left of radio, um, streaming services, uh, to a lesser degree streaming services, but, but like the, the, what's left of the music business still doesn't want to do anything with either black musicians or country. Just, they don't want to do it. And it's because it doesn't look like them. There are a bunch of people who like rock music or like pop. And so they, they prefer to deal with people that that resemble themselves that's the unconscious bias part of it and and so you don't you don't get it and it was this it's it's the same it's been the same thing going on since the 80s the since the mid 1980s when radio became very formatted you couldn't get through the barrier if you didn't look like sound like act like what had already come before you and that barrier is still absolutely up completely but that said, the boom in alternative music was actually a real thing, um, slightly manufactured, but a real thing. And so there were some great, great, great 
great songs and records that came out in 1991 that were part of that. And this is one of them.
That is My Bloody Valentine with Only Shallow. That's an iconic song. So probably the first time um, a flat-out noise rock band ever had uh, something like a radio hit would have been that song. And the whole album is amazing. If if you've only ever heard that song, I, I strongly recommend the album that it's from. Um, I think they've only made two albums, so you, you're going to not have a hard time finding it. Uh, before that, a couple of Pixie songs. I felt like they deserved their their place in the sun. One was a request. The other was one I'd already planned on playing. Um, Space, I believe in. And before that, Planet of, the, Planet of Sound, both from the Trompe Le Monde album. And as I commented in the chat, 1991 should have been the Pixies' year. It should have been their year. Um, they had steadily built up an audience, a following, the records. Each record sold better than the one before it. Each record got better reviews than the one before it. 91 should have been their year. And this upstart band from Seattle comes along, kind of steals their whole shtick, um, and uh, does it while being less bald and less fat, basically, as what it comes down to. And um, I have actually heard from folks within the industry that 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 was basically like a known thing that, wow, we could really sell the heck out of these pixies if, uh, huh, didn't break cameras when we pointed them at them. <sighs> yes, the music industry is so wonderful. If you've watched the Go-Go's, um, documentary, um, there's a whole bunch in there about all of the harassment they got about losing weight when they didn't need to, didn't need to, looked fine. They were healthier and happier before they were told to starve themselves. Music business being the music business. Um, before that, uh, Throwing Muses, Counting Backwards. I bought the album that that song was on on a, just a whim um, because I had had really good luck with lots of stuff that had come out on 480, the label they were on. And I saw the record. I liked the look of the cover. I just bought it. Still have it bought the cd still have that cd still dig it um so there you go i'm joe public you're listening to the public record i'm i feel like i'm sounding more cheerful than i actually feel right now like something's wrong with me like there's a disconnect in my head or maybe i'm just i'm just trying to be nice to y'all because i don't want to chase you away <sighs> breathe breathe <sighs> Yes. So, there's an elephant in this 91, 1991 room, and there's no getting around it. Um, when I did 1980, I kind of packed all of the, the record that sort of meant the most to me into that, into one show. And I'm not going to do that this time. Um, I'm, I'm just going to get this, this out of the way. Factoid. What was the first quote-unquote grunge album? to come out in 1991. Like, not... I'm not talking about Tad. I'm not talking about, like, the Melvins or stuff like that, which legit was the real Seattle scene. Um, but bands that never went anywhere, right? Like, major labels didn't care about them. Um, so I'm not talking Mudhoney, because Mudhoney would win that one. Um, no, I'm talking Pearl Jam, which is... Weird. Last week I played Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog came out first. It's it's arguably the first major label grunge record 
to be released. And it's just a tribute album um, to uh, the singer Mother Love Bone who had OD'd, right? It's a, it's a tribute to him. It's a lot of, of songs that like leftover Mother Love Bone songs and, and, and a big chunk of Pearl Jam is the leftover guys from Mother Love Bone. Um, so that was being recorded while this record was being planned. And, um, I go back and forth. Like I have, I have periods of time where I absolutely hate Pearl Jam, like to the point where like they make me violently ill if I'm forced to listen to them. Um, not literally figuratively violently ill. Um, in my head, I'm vomiting. (laughs) That's what that means. But, uh, then I go through periods where I go, you know what? I, I, I'm too harsh on these guys. And so when I was going through and I was collecting everything that I was going to play, I was like, well, what should I play? What should I play? The, this record that everybody's heard just a ton of. And I went, you know what? I actually have to play this song because it is the best song on the record. <laughs>
loosely dig no walls, only the bridge. My supper dish, my succotash wish. Sing it, baby. I couldn't ask for another. that song that is is one of those songs that like i um back in 1991 annoyed all my friends with because i wasn't supposed to like it you know it was pop and it was dance music and i loved it and i actually i was supposed to go see delight at the i-beam in san francisco and i couldn't go because i was sick had tickets everything actually i think i was on a guest list or something dumb like that i occasionally managed to scam those sorts of things for myself back when I was young and cool, or young and uncool. Before that, LL Cool J with uh, his greatest song, Mama Said Knock You Out. Um, I, I will, I, I won't entertain any arguments to the contrary. That, that's his greatest contribution to uh, 
world culture. Um, although the lip sync battle show is, if you're really bored, lip sync battle is great. <laughs> uh, but you have to be really bored. And um, it's like, I, I watched that show a couple of times and thought to myself, if this show had existed before there were a quadrajillion streaming services and channels, it would have been huge. Um, you get celebrities to go all ass out um, to try and compete with each other. And and you give them basically limitless resources to, to do it with. And, and that's, that's kind of the magical thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, before that, yeah, dip my toe into the well of the um, cliche of 1991, which is grunge. And Soundgarden, Without Shine, and before that, Pearl Jam with Even Flow. And you know what? Those were great songs. Great songs. It's funny. I remember um, uh, Stone Gossard and, oh, my brain is locking up. The two guitar players in Pearl Jam... Uh, ended up on the cover of Guitar Player magazine. And the pearl clutching and hair pulling and screaming that all of the classic rock guitar nerds of the universe did, they can't play. Oh my God. And it's so it was so ridiculous because because I at the time worked for the publishing company that published Guitar Player and I knew the editorial staff fairly well. And they were all of the absolute consensus that these two guys are fantastic guitar players. And it was like such a great moment to have like a, have a resurgence in uh, original hard rock guitar playing and rock guitar playing, you know, which is what was going to sell copies of their magazine and help them sell ads and keep the boat sailing. Right. They loved it. But the readers, the letters, the editor were, were horrifying just horrifying screeds about they can't play such nonsense such utter nonsense (sighs) people are kind of terrible sometimes that that's all i'm going to say about that i am joe public you're listening to the public record here on radio nope i've got like oh my god i've only got like a half an hour to go how did that happen hmm I shall have to um, redouble my efforts at being entertaining and interesting. This is up by request. Um, Indie band, uh, like the prototypical indie band. And um, yeah, here we go.
know where I can hear the best cutting edge internet radio? Nope. Nope.
That is Tad. Fronted by the amazing, the incredible, the corpulent Tad Doyle. I thought Tad... Hey, Tad. (laughs) I met Tad Doyle a couple of times. He's good friends with people I was friends with. And um, he is a lovely guy. Um, Honestly, genuinely just like a big bear of a man who's really, 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 really cool. A lot of people from uh, Washington State that look like Tad, actually, that I've known over the years are exactly, they're like different versions of him or he's different versions of them. I don't know which one it is, but he was, he was great. And I think, I think Tad Doyle would have appreciated the fact that I just played his song Jinx, which came out in 1991 after Nirvana. Um, Nirvana is a band that everyone knows. And, and if anybody's going to say, you know, other than me, who obviously when I think of 1991, I think of MC Hammer and too legit to quit for some reason. Um, you ask almost anybody who's like, was really into music at the time or anybody, what was the big deal in 1991? And they're going to tell you it was Nirvana because, because it was, and and it's funny to me. So I hadn't realized um, how long it actually took for the Nevermind album to be released and get traction. Because in my head, it was always like, you know, the record came out and all of a sudden, everywhere you went, Smells Like Teen Spirit was playing. But in reality, the record came out like late, I think August 1991. Uh, I had seen them they were touring with uh, Sonic Youth and Mudhoney. Um, and I had seen them earlier that year. I think it was in June at the Warfield Theater in San Francisco. And I, and the only reason I saw them was because I was working. I worked security at the Warfield at the time. And I was working that night. And I was working because I wanted to see Sonic Youth who I was a fan of. And if you know Sonic Youth and you, you ever like saw them more than once live, the thing about Sonic Youth is you either got the greatest band you had ever seen or you got the noodliest, stupid din of moronitude you had ever seen and nothing worth looking at. And, um, and there was no in-between. There were no mediocre shows. But apparently on that tour... Sonic Youth was just killing it because every night they had to measure up to Nirvana, who were absolutely on fire. They'd they'd recorded this album. They knew it was coming out. They were excited about it. They didn't think they were going to become rock stars, but they thought they were going to get to do stuff that didn't involve playing in people's basements, right? So they were excited about it, and, and they were fired up, and they were having a good time. And so they were amazing when I saw them. They were just, just stunning. And then like months went by and the record came out and I was like, oh yeah, this is a cool record. And I mentioned it to a couple of friends and I bought it. I actually bought it the same day that I bought Trompe Le Monde by the Pixies. I bought them both on the same day at the record store. Um, and the Nirvana record was an afterthought. I'd gone to the store to buy Trompe Le Monde and like new Pixies record. Yay. Listened to it like three times, and then I put on Nirvana and went, whoa. Which I think kind of happened, like, globally. Um, 
<clears throat> but in my head, in my head, that like my recognition of, wow, this is an amazing record happened to the whole planet all at once. And I realized after thinking about it and putting together the list for this show, no, that's not how it happened. Like that record came out, um, it got played on 120 minutes on MTV yeah, and you know, people know, were noticing it. It was building up ahead of steam. It was starting to get played on the radio. It didn't actually become the omnipresent like tsunami of Nirvana-ness until like early 1992. So, so there you go. And Tad probably they released that album and and felt like, hey, we got a chance too. No, Tad, you did not. <laughs> It's a good, it's a good record, but no, uh, you did not have the might of the David Geffen Company behind you, so yeah, that's where that goes. For Nirvana, Fugazi with Latin Roots, um, from honestly the worst record Fugazi ever made, and and which is crazy because it was great. It was a great album. It's a great album, but compared to all of their other albums, it's not that good. But it came out in 91, and I love that song, and so I had to play it. And by request, and and honestly, already in the queue, I was going to play it anyway. Super Chunk with Skip Steps 1 and 3. Like I said, like the, the, the prototypical indie band from 91. I am Joe Public. Uh, wow, I am almost at the end of my rope here. My proverbial virtual radio rope. And I got some more music to play, and I don't know if I'm gonna come back on the mic. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's Tuesday, and it's been it's been a horrible week. Horrible, horrible. All of those syllables. Uh, Dodgers won, though. I'm I'm happy about that because it means that tomorrow's not an elimination game. I still think they're gonna lose because I'm I'm a Dodger fan, and that's what Dodger fans think. We think our team's gonna lose. <sighs> Fate. Anyway, I'm Joe Public. Thank you for joining me. Uh, yeah, and I'm not going to come back on mic. I'm just going to I'm just going to coast out with some music. Um, things that came out in 1991 that didn't sound like somebody screaming in a hallway. This is Prince. <laughs>
hide you what I got to keep you bubbling Do me right, do me right, my lonesome dove Tell your man one time, what is this thing called love? I'm not quite sure as to what is going down But I'm feeling hunky-dory about this thing I found Street walking 
fuck a nigga with a badge. I ain't just shoot you in the past with a blast. Take his cash before I dash a bash his head in. Drop him at the dead end, and that's just his luck. Cause a nigga like Pete don't, don't really give a fuck. Nah. Right, that's how you do that shit. In the store, what's everybody staring at? They act like they never seen a motherfucker wearing black. Following a nigga and shit. Ain't this a bitch? All I wanted was some chips. I wanna take my business elsewhere. But where? Cause who in the hell cares? About a black man with a black knee. They wanna jack me like some kind of crack fiend. I wonder if he knows that my income is more than his pension, salary, and then some. Your daughter is my number one fan And your trife-ass wife wants a life with a black man So who's the Mac and fat? Who's the blackjack? Sit back and get fat off the fat cat While he thinks that he's getting over I bust a move as smooth as Casanova And count another quick meal I'm getting paid for my trade, but it's still real And if you look between the lines You'll find a rhyme As strong as a fucking nun Mail stacked up, niggas wanna act up Let's put the gaps up and throw your blocks up But the cops getting dropped by the gunshot Used to come, but he's done, now we run the block To my brother, stay strong, keep your heads up They know we fed up, but they just don't give a fuck yeah. They just don't give a fuck yeah. I gotta give my fuck off Fuck you to the San Francisco Police Department Fuck you to the Marin County Sheriff Department Fuck you to the FBI Fuck you to the CIA Fuck you to the BUSH Fuck you to the American Kicker Fuck you to all you redneck prejudiced motherfuckers That wanna fuck with me Fuck y'all Gay, sensitive, little dick bastards Tupacalypse motherfucking now Y'all can all kiss my ass and suck my dick and my Uncle Thomas ball. Fuck y'all. Punks, punks, punks. Radio Nope.